Protest Too Much A Galavan Fan Fiction Written by Ellison Read by God of Laundry Baskets It is rated Teen and Up with pairing Galavant Isabella Sidney. It all started, as most tales do, in a moment of dire circumstance. You need someone small and cute and ethnically hard to pin down, Isabella said, leadingly. Don't be daft. I can't date Sid. He's my squire, Galavant said, looking aghast at perverting the sacred bond of knighthood. Oi, I'm not small, Sidney protested. After that daring escape from the dungeons, it became very hard for Galavant to drop the subject. He simply could not let it go. You can not honestly mean for me to- I mean, Sid, really, Gal says, dropping back to walk with her. Sidney is whistling a tune at the front of the party, especially energetic this morning. Do whatever you will, Gallivant. At this point, I am resigned, Isabella says, not sure to be annoyed or amused by the cock-up. Gallivant gives her a queer look, frustration mounting his features, and paces away from her, muttering. They are on the road again, and Gal has taken her aside, the both of them watching Sid chopping wood for a fire. The day has been hot and they are all sweating, and Sid's muscles ripple beautifully as he swings the hatchet down. I can't imagine why you want me to date my own squire, Izzy, Gallivant says like a petulant child, eyes glued to Sid's biceps. I was talking about me, she cries, exasperated. You want to date Sid? Gal takes a long look at the lad's abs. Well, I can't fault your taste. Isabella stalks away with a huff. Impossible. She watches the two of them, Gal strangely shy and accommodating to his squire, helping him saddle a horse with rosy cheeks. It's damnably adorable. You know... Gal says several days later. I've been thinking about that thing you said, about finding love with Sid. Literally every interpretation of that conversation has, she tries to interject. But the thing is, Gal interrupts and then puffs himself up like he's bracing himself. If you're already interested in him, I wouldn't want to step on any toes. What? Isabella says, eyes wider than they have been for the other conversations about Sid and his more desirable qualities. It must have happened when you pretended to be his fiancé, didn't it? I don't blame you. I admit, ever since having my own perspective changed, I have noticed so many of his attractive qualities. He's a fine lad, Gallivant, she agrees, mind reeling. This must be karmic punishment for leading the man she fell for into a trap. What I mean to say is you're incredibly dear to me as well, Isabella, 
and here he places a gentle hand upon her cheek, so light in comparison to his usual heavy-handed gallantry. And I won't stand in your way of happiness with Sid, if that is what you want. This has now become the most epic mix-up in the history of the realm. Cal, she breathes, moved by his sincerity, and leans in with a quick press of her lips to his bristly cheek. If you want, Sid, you have my blessing. The way his face lights up makes it all a little bit more tolerable. Isabella has had enough of fighting against it that she just nods, tossing in her lot with fate. Her two boys are coy and insufferable, and every time Sid responds to Gal's flirtations, there's this guilty look, a check-in with Isabella about if it's okay, because Sidney, unlike Gallivant, is not completely obtuse. Are you really okay with this? Sid asks her one night by the fire. Gal's already fast asleep. He had really been overworking himself recently. With, I mean, Gal being so, uh, romantic-like with me. And he places his hand over her knuckles and squeezes just a bit. What was I supposed to do? Every time I try to tell him something, he misunderstands. First he thinks I intend for him to date you. Then he thinks I intend to date you. And at this point, the two of you are so gone for each other, there's no stopping it. Did I fall in love with Gallivant? Yes. But you're both good men and my best friends. It's not easy, but it's good to see you happy. It goes both ways, Izzy, Sid tells her, leaning over and kissing her forehead right at the hairline. We want you to be happy as well. Good night. Huddled in their bedroll, eyes very wide and very awake, Gallivant faces yet another romantic revelation. I'm calling this meeting, Gallivant begins and pauses, very arrogant and sure of himself. It's a good cover, but it's not going to fool his two best friends in the world. I'm calling this meeting of the three of us because I believe I have found a solution. A solution to what? Isabella asks, prone to questioning any plan Gallivant hatches up. I'm glad you asked. As we all know, this traveling party we have is very special. And he turns smitten smiles upon the both of them. And as you might not be aware that I know, Isabella is in love with both Sid and I. And I am in love with both Sid and Isabella. The only thing I'm not quite certain of is Sid's feelings. Gallivant's voice is shaking by the end of the speech, and he looks like all the air has left his body. Wait, I'm sorry, where did you get this idea? Isabella asks, feeling hot and entirely uncomfortable with this conversation. We should all be going to bed together, like the three of us, all together. What say you, Sid? Gallivant says, regaining a bit of his usual posturing. Not the most romantic of proposals, but I do like it. Good, good, and Isabella? 
You finally figured out you like me, you big git? She gapes, moving to smack his shoulder. Motion to pass? He tries to continue, looking abashed. She pulls him into her arms, kisses him full on the mouth. Yes, you prat! She goes to Sid, brings him close, and kisses him more shyly at the corner of his mouth. Obviously, yes! Gallivant stands abruptly, dislodging the two from their intimacy. And so it all works out, a hero without a doubt, loveless, sad, and stricken Gallivant. That man he is no more, product of days of yore, the day he's longed for is here at last. He's risen above old love sting, and now we three he can sing of love glorious between Izzy, Sid, and Gallivant. He finishes long and strong, eyes a bit glossy, and smile completely and totally infectious. The three of them fall into helpless giggles, huddled together and joyously alive. The end. Thank you for listening.